This is Sports Best presented by Reposted. Coming at you like a conspiracy theorist rushing on the Denver airport after a bad news cycle. He is Larry Tenhat Olson, and I'm Andrew Hyperventilating Keller. We made it through another week, Larry, and I'm pleased to be sitting with you feeling older and wiser. How are you doing? You know, here's the thing, Andrew. I feel like most of the times I'm given the disclaimers, but I feel like the sports is slowing down. So I feel like I can digest things a little bit easier these days. Do you feel like you can breathe deeper and your oxygen saturation is higher? The bubble's closing down. Essentially, we're only going to have the NFL soon. And that, that'll be good because those games are only on like, well, Sunday, Thursday. I get, get Tuesday. There was a Tuesday game <laughs> this week. Okay, so we're going to have four nights a week at the NFL. I guess. Oh, that's too much. You know, we're going to start this week with statistics because I know that you love statistics, Andrew. I know exactly where you're going to go. Someone's going to get a sports best bingo uh, spot. But nevertheless, through five weeks of the NFL season, it's been a little unusual because they didn't, you know, they didn't have preseason games. They didn't have all the practices. But through five weeks of the season, they've scored a total of 3,958 points and 453 touchdowns for the record. That's a lot through five seasons in the NFL. Partick, you think through five games, might you ponder a reason why that they've scored so many points and touchdowns? Well, the theory is that I think you think I'm going to get at is because there's less flags, but I think it's the, the, um, the lack of fans in the stadium. I think that is having a lot. Yeah. There's, you have this pressure cooker of being in a, there's the home field advantage. I think the referees are influenced by the fans. I think the defense is influenced by the fans. I'm going to take the angle that the lack of fans has helped driving it up. I'm not going to just say that the NFL is telling the referees to pull flags. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. That is unbelievable. I was not even, that wasn't even on my radar of answers. It's because there's no fans in the stands, but I will say, that does make sense a little bit. Well, think about this. If you're in a batting cage and no one's watching you, are you more likely to hit a ball that's going to go yard? Or if you have 30,000 people surrounding you watching everything you do, are you more can likely I, to whiff? Can I just phrase that just a little bit differently in that typically I am the best golfer on the driving range when no one is looking. Then I go to the tee and every, the three of other golfers are looking at me and I turn into Shankopotamus. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I recently heard an interview with Kevin Costner, and he was talking about they were getting ready for when they were shooting Bull Durham, and they were taking batting practice, and he's like, I don't want to do this. Everyone's going to watch me. <laughs> and he kept putting it off, and they finally made him get up, and he's like, okay, maybe no one's going to look. And as soon as he got to the bat, everyone dropped what they were doing and looked at him. His first his first swing went straight down on the plate. And he said he put that scene in the natural because of what happened when they were shooting Bull Durham. <laughs> so well, I think I think that's it. Contrary but, uh, do, to your great theory, Andrew, they think it's because the penalties are down. Do you think that it's a better NFL product with higher scoring games? Or do you think, I think the NFL purist would say defense is the most interesting, but for the casual fan, people might like it more. I have thought the first five weeks of the season have been great. I've enjoyed the more scoring. Just to combine what you're saying, though, the penalties are down. That's why they're theorizing the USA Today report that I read that they're scoring more touchdowns. The penalties are down from 1,040 from the total of 1,466 at the same point last year. Holding penalties are way down. Now, here's why I would say I think the games are better through the first five weeks of the season 
not necessarily because of the offense that helps, but because the penalties aren't there and they're not stopping the game every second to call a penalty. That's what really kind of slows down the game for me. Yeah, I think people like you want it to be called fairly, but if I'm watching a game and I don't care about either team and someone scores and it gets called back because of a holding call, I'm just like a little bit deflating. You don't want to watch that. So. I completely agree, but I guess we won't get a clear answer. I do like your idea that it's no fans in the stands, but nevertheless, NFL season, the penalties are down. Well, the, and speaking of the NFL, the Saints, who are second in the NFC South, hit two and two, uh, are talking about moving to Baton Rouge for the rest of their season. What? Why would they do that? At LSU Stadium. So because the mayor of New Orleans, Latoya Cantrell, is basically saying, I'm not going to open it up for you guys to come play. LSU has the outdoor stadium. The Mercedes Superdome is indoors. So that's like a non-starter. And they can get about 25,000 people in Baton Rouge if they have home games. And they've been playing in front of about 750 people at the Superdome so far, mainly friends and family. So I'm feeling like this mayor of New Orleans needs to get a little uh, induction of Texas in her and just open everything. Well, theoretically, the rest of the state already has that. You could say that Mayor Cantrell needs to get a little injection of Nor of uh, Louisiana in her. Just because oh. in general, I would say that's how they are. But uh, I, I kind of was interested in like why this is happening. And I've, I'm curious her side. And the argument is like, it's not Mayor Cantrell versus the Saints. It's like they're both trying to do what they think is best. And maybe maybe they're both right to some extent, but uh, they're they're in talks with them. It's not for sure that they're going to do it. The Saints have publicly said they want to play in New Orleans, but if they can't get fans in, I don't know. I don't think the 25% fans is giving you an advantage. It just feels weird and sad to see on TV. You know, I was thinking about the, the places where they've sort of opened up fans, yeah. just kind of break, you know, like the, for instance, the world series, is it the, the stadium in Arlington, Texas, that's outside. Mm -hmm. All of the sec teams are playing football. Those are outside. However, the only one where I get um, kind of back to back pushed on is Jerry World, that's indoors. They're, so they're holding games indoors, and I think full, right? I don't think it's full. No, I think it's like 20. Oh, it's not. So, so, well, that's an indoor facility. So they're clearly doing that in some parts of the country. They're playing sporting events indoors. Yeah, to be fair, the, the Rangers Stadium is indoor-outdoor. They, oh. they did that because that the, the ballpark in Arlington was not very old, and that's why I was like, why are you building a new stadium? Um, so it has a retractable roof. Just a little Texas knowledge. That is that is great Texas knowledge. Let's stick with New Orleans for just a second because I love this story. So there, um, the Super Bowl is set, was set for New Orleans, the Big Easy in 2024. But the NFL is going to be going to a 17-game schedule. So the season is going to get a little bit longer. And in 2024, that would push the Super Bowl Sunday right smack in the middle of Mardi Gras. Now, on the surface, this seems like a great idea. What would be better than the Super Bowl in New Orleans on Mardi Gras. That seems like a good idea, right? I think it would be party central. I think it's going to be party central either way, but uh, I'm on board I, with it. Just a one tiny addition. I think it would be double super party central. I think it would be super party central extravaganza. And yeah, it's like Mardi Gras beads around the Lombardi trophy. There you go. I feel like there's all sorts of things they could do with this. NFL does not think this is a good idea. So because they're going to extend the season, they're going to move the Super Bowl back a year, Super Bowl 58, 
will now become Super Bowl 59 for New Orleans. So they're going to move it back to 2025. So what that means is it's 2024. There is currently no city for the Super Bowl. So they're trying to figure out what they're going to do in 2024 for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think most people don't realize this, but Mardi Gras has range. So next year, Mardi Gras is February 16th. The following year, it's March 1st. Then it's February 21st. Then it's February 13th. Then it's March 4th. So it's like a, what's doing float like a butterfly sting like a bee. You never know where it's going to be. You know what? That's crazy. I didn't even know that. What, what is it like the first Tuesday after a lunar new year? Like how do they determine what Mardi Gras? Is? It's uh, 40 days before Easter. Oh, so Easter moves. Yeah. It's something my family has something Easter every year and it's always checking it, like figuring out when it's going to be, are we going to have a late Easter an early Easter also, the wedding I'm going to be in next year was uh, we had to check the calendar to make sure that uh, we didn't fall on Mardi Gras. Well, at least you're not falling on the Super Bowl either. I mean, so 2024, they're saying the the, the big team that wants the Super Bowl now is Las Vegas, the new stadium in, out in uh, Sin City. They're saying, oh, it's open. We should do it at the Death Star in Las Vegas. So we'll see if Las Vegas, well, I don't know what the NFL is going to do. I'm assuming it's a big deal for any city to get it. Maybe Las Vegas will get it. I'm looking at the lineup right now, and I did not prep on my last my next story, so I don't. Oh know no, you, I don't know if you can intro it. Um, are we going to talk about the uh, Florida football coach Dan Mullen? Yeah, he won't admit that he's wrong. So, did they full open Florida? I think they did. Ninety thousand fans were allowed to attend Florida Gator football games. So right. they just said like like anything in Florida, they're just like, hey man, COVID don't exist. Do your thing. Get your COVID on. Come in. Whatever. Whatever get gonorrhea, COVID, get it all, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So then, well, now Florida's having a pause because there's lots of COVID outbreaks, ironically. And they go to this coach and say, like, should you have allowed 90,000 fans into the football stadium? And he's, of course, like, no, we did everything right, even though we got a COVID outbreak. I'm, I'm perplexed by this surge in Florida cases because I'm looking at the data right now, and there's a graph, and it, it it's showing that they're still maintaining at lower numbers. So... I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but the way COVID is reported at this point is confusing because people say there's a surge in numbers and they might say that if there's one more case the next day, I don't know. I wouldn't go to a fully capacity stadium, but um, I don't know. You feel would you like go you, to, would you go to 60%? I go to 50. 50 is your, 50 is your number. Yeah. 50, 50. You go to a Buffalo, you go to probably a 70% for a Buffalo game though. The Buffalo bills. You mean no. the Buffaloes? Buffaloes, Colorado, yeah, Colorado's doing it. You right. go eighty percent, probably eighty percent. No, stop, stop trying to push me up. I'm still, like, still at fifty percent for a Colorado game. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you show up to a normal Colorado game in the first quarter, it's at fifty percent anyway. Our students always show up in like the beginning of the second quarter. They leave for halftime. They basically watch a second in the fourth quarter in person. Unless they're losing, then they just watch a second quarter. Don't they know that this really famous guy runs out this Buffalo to start the game and it's a big deal? Don't they all want to be there for that? They love being there for that. But uh, when I was there, a lot of the games are early. And uh, Boulder students aren't known for getting up early to watch football. Well... We should change that. Get up early, Buffalo fans. Are they? I feel like the Pac-12 is going to start here soon. Do we have? When's the first Buffalo game? Ah, uh, I should know this, but I don't have it. I don't have it offhand. I think it's in November. It's around Thanksgiving. If I went to a Pac-12 school, I would definitely know when their first ball, football game. Is. What, but whatever. What, you what's Reno do doing? What's UNR doing? Uh, Mountain West is in theory going to play, but I'm still suspect. 
that they'll be uh, they'll be playing. Oh. They don't have coronavirus in Reno. Um, Saturday, you know November seventh, November it's UCLA uh, hey. in Colorado. Fifty percent, we're going. Yeah, I'm buying the tickets. You pay for okay, everything good. else. Okay, good. Um, I just couldn't resist myself, Andrew. I had to get one more bubble story in before this whole thing goes away. I just, I just love the bubble so much. I had to get one more in. Yeah. USA did a story on like the top most eight most important people that kept the bubble together in Orlando at Walt Disney World. Of course, there was um, the commissioner of the league. Then there was like Kelly Flatlow, who is the NBA VP World of Domination for the NBA. I think that's yeah. like literally her title. Then there was like David Weiss, who's the doctor who put everything together. By the way, this guy, David Weiss, the doctor, was the same doctor that helped Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson with his AIDS back like all the way in the 90s. Wow. So pretty crazy. But my favorite person that helped the bubble continue successfully in Orlando was Kelly King. She was the bubble concierge. I mean, yeah. maybe imagine those guys want to do a little drinking down the bubble, Andrew. Slinging the booze. <laughs> I mean, I know that they do that, but it makes like, I don't know. It's they're elite athletes. I guess they just bounce back immediately. Like at what point do you regulate your drinking? I feel like LeBron probably regulates his drinking. He's got the Tom Brady approach of like taking care of himself. Ironically, I've read multiple stories on LeBron is in super insane about high and wines mm. he he like drinks these crazy 200 dollars bottle of wines every single night has a great nose like he's insane about wine so i feel like he was one of the big guys of bringing in the red wine wow that makes me th my first thought is 200 is too low that might not be but for his too low yeah too cheap for him like for i mean i don't know i'm not buying 200 dollars bottle of wines what's the threshold on wine being good there's like a 20 dollars threshold where like below that it's not very good but above it and maybe another one around 85 to 100 i know you drink a lot of wine yeah speaking as a boone's farm man i uh i don't know if i'm into this but so you know like in every city they have like the best wine bar so like yeah. when teams come to play the Warriors in Oakland, the best wine bar, ironically, I've read about this a couple of times, is right by your old house, right across the street from Zaws. It's called like, I forget what it's called, but some mm. tiny little hole in the wall that I never heard of. Every single time LeBron is in town, he goes to like, gets a pizza Zah and goes to this wine bar across the street. Huh. Well, what? wine is really just the, the most pure example of how marketing really matters like when you go to if you're like going to like a party and you need to bring a bottle of wine you're like you're looking you're like that's a cool that's a cool label you buy stuff solely on on labels i feel like but maybe that's just me maybe i'm not classy i don't buy the wine in my house so you know i'm not really going to be able to tell you what that is yeah mlb playoffs are still going and the dodgers were down oh two which i thought about you and i felt sad for you but their their wednesday night game <laughs> They won 15 to three, scoring 11 runs in the first inning. Did you watch that game? Well, Andrew, um, I did not, but I did rewatch this morning the entire first inning. That was nuts. So would you rather be down one to two or get knocked out of the playoffs and have your owner publicly apologize for losing? That's not funny. <laughs> That's not yeah. funny. That's not well, funny. Are you a Yankees fan too? Are you a Dodgers <laughs> and a Yankees fan? Hal Steinbrenner, uh, the Yankees were people were predicting them to win it, win it all, but uh, they or they were at least favored to win the AL East, and uh, they're out of the playoffs. And Hal Steinbrenner went on the radio, similar to what his dad did 
however many years ago when they got knocked out by the Dodgers. And he said, I guess I should be most disappointed with me. I'm responsible for all of this in the end. And when I read that, the first thing I thought of was Joe Lacob taking credits for the Warriors winning. I'm like, how Steinbrenner, you're not the reason they won or lost. Like, you're just a rich guy who cuts checks. Hey, man, he's more than he's the glue that keeps the team together. Is he? I don't, I don't think so. I just wanted to say that. Do you, um, pop question, when was the last time the Yankees won the World Series? 2009, I think. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. It's, everyone, it's like the Cowboys when, when they go through a stretch of not winning every three or four years, you're like, oh. Wait a minute. Well, 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 well. I don't think the Cowboys have won since 96. They haven't. That was just what I was blowing you about. Those guys haven't won the Super Bowl in forever. Well, that is forever, but do we start off every season with the Cleveland Browns haven't won since or like, listen, I hate to break this to you, but the Cleveland Browns aren't America's team, Andrew. Well, the Dallas Cowboys are America's team. So we want them to win the Super Bowl every year. It is. They stole it from the Patriots. How are the Patriots not America's team? Listen. Jerry Jones, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, should definitely apologize for not winning the Super Bowl. I think I would I would put Jerry Jones at the top of least likely to apologize <laughs> for anything. I would agree with that. Yeah. Speaking of trivia, Final Jeopardy only had one contestant. So for that the can't first, be right. For the first time, I think in ten years, they the people. They have three contestants, and if you if you have a negative balance, you don't get to go to the final Jeopardy. And uh, it happened earlier this week. This guy, Kevin Walsh, was the last one there. And uh, he had $14,400, and he only wagered 4400 I feel like if you were in that position, you'd bet it all. What would you do? Oh, for sure bet it all. But, like, I, I did I not know this? That if you have negative money, you don't get a compete? Did you it's know just- that? I did know that. It's just so rare that it happens that you don't really ever see it. So I guess we'll put you in the situation right now. You have $14,400 and you're going to wager however much. And the, I'm going to wager everything but $1. All right. The answer is thanks to a horror film, this novel returned to the bestsellers list in 2017, some 30 years after reaching number one. Carrie? Carrie? What is it? It oh crap! Is Carrie even a movie? I think I maybe Carrie is a movie for sure. The, the blood, the pig's blood at the end. But good news, I still have a dollar left, so I still win the game. Like you would, you win the game if you just don't bet anything, right? If you're uh, right, I would have bet zero dollars, but he he bet forty four hundred and he won it. I would like to make one correction though. You do not have a dollar left because you went to the sports book and you bet a parlay with that last dollar. <laughs> Probably this- true. This has been Sports Best, presented by Reposted. Conspiracy theories everywhere. Check them all out. Let us know what you think. I'm Andrew Keller for Larry Olson saying thank you for stopping by.